0: Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. In our previous post, we examined the ways in which sex serves as a powerful language in the communication between intimate partners. We considered the essential role of touch in intimate interactions, and we also explored how a spiritual element can play a role in taking intimate interactions to a sublime level that isn't otherwise available to us. In this post, we'll step back to focus on the importance of sex positivity in enabling us to enjoy fulfilling intimate experiences. We'll consider what that term means and what it doesn't mean And we'll also critically examine some of the commonplace social attitudes and beliefs that make it challenging to maintain a sex-positive perspective on life. It seems that our sexuality is one of the more challenging and polarizing aspects of our nature as human beings. Attitudes about sex vary widely across cultures, ranging from those that accept and encourage sexual experimentation and activity, such as in some parts of India, Oceania, and Asia, to those that actively discourage expressions of sexuality, such as the distrustful and jaundiced views of sex that are held by many in Western cultures. In addition to geographic variability, sexual attitudes in a given culture can also change over time. In the US, for example, Attitudes toward sex have changed radically from what prevailed before the sexual revolution in the 1960s through that period and into the present. In a microcosmic version of that tremendous variation, a given individual's perspectives on sex can and often do change during the course of their own lifetime. Why do our beliefs and attitudes about sex matter? Simply put, Our sexuality is a fundamental facet of who we are as humans. In addition to the centrality of sex and reproduction, the pleasure and fulfillment that can accompany sex are powerful motivators in our lives. It's not an exaggeration to think about sexuality as life energy. Sharing a sexual and sensual connection with another person is one of the deepest and sometimes most challenging ways in which we can relate to another person. If sexuality is indeed such a guiding force in most people's lives, It stands to reason that our beliefs about, and attitudes towards sex can influence whether we experience life as a satisfying and enjoyable journey, or as a parade of confusing or even frightening events. This is something worth thinking about. What is sex positivity and, its opposite, sex negativity? We can start by defining sex positivity as a belief that sexuality is basically a good and natural aspect of our human nature that leads to an associated acceptance of one's own sexual identity and of the sexual behavior of others. Conversely, sex negativity is a term that describes a person's discomfort with their own sexual nature and often with the sexual behavior or expression of others. We can describe some of the things that typically accompany an attitude of sex positivity, and we can assume that sex negativity involves the absence of these things. A sex-positive person has a healthy interest in and curiosity about sex and its practices. Such a person wants to understand their body and how it works. They want to learn about their sexuality and don't see that subject as taboo or shameful. They are aware of the reality that sexual experiences have physical, cognitive, emotional, and sometimes spiritual components. They demand respect for their personal sexual choices and preferences, and they accord that same respect to others. Looked at objectively, sex positivity is a desirable and liberating attitude to assume. Unfortunately, our culture often makes it difficult for one to embrace and express sex positivity. Let's take a look at why that might be. Sex is certainly abundantly evident in many of the media, such as movies, written words, or internet content. However, that content is often not sex positive. In fact, it can be quite sex negative. As an example, Violent pornography certainly depicts sexual acts, but it can also objectify and fail to show free consent on the part of its subjects. That's not a healthy depiction of positive sexuality. As has often been observed, sex sells. Because sex is a powerful human motivator, it can be used to promote sales of goods and services by associating it with those product offerings. Using sex as a business tool in that manner robs it of its health and growth-promoting positivity. We've noted that sex is a powerful motivating force in our lives. Powerful forces have the potential to be disruptive to society, and they can also serve as a lever to induce a person to behave in certain ways. What that suggests is that sex can be used to exert control over individuals. Not surprisingly, many organizations and social institutions attempt to regulate sexuality at a societal level. Such is the case with organizations that position sex as corrupting and debasing, or as an inducement to violence and abuse. Those organizations may use shame and social pressure to constrain people's sexual choices and behaviors. The exercise of social influence and power is what lies at the heart of politics, and political discussions and policies often deal with sexual matters. Sexual politics is a hot topic in the U.S. The noted sexologist Dr. Marty Klein has written an eloquent book on the subject titled America's War on Sex. This thought-provoking work describes how this war is being waged, and by whom, and for what purposes. It's a must-read for those who would wish to maintain personal control over one of the most important areas of personal choice, their sexuality. In perusing the daily news, we're often confronted with topics that describe the culture wars that are playing out between different social groups. Those wars can have tremendous impact on people's lives in controversial areas such as abortion policy or the treatment of LGBTQ community members. A substantial segment of the U.S. population holds beliefs and attitudes that fly in the face of the inclusivity and the exercise of personal choice, two things that are earmarks of sex positivity. That, in itself, makes it challenging to maintain sex positivity in our culture. A person chooses what beliefs and attitudes they wish to hold. That's certainly true of one's perspectives on sex, as in other areas of life. In recognizing this, though, it's good to think about how we go about making those choices. Much of what we believe and feel was put in place long before we developed the ability to reason for ourselves. That includes vitally important perspectives, such as how we see ourselves and others, and thus, how we treat ourselves and others. A lot of this cognitive formation occurred through the influence of our parents and relatives, as well as through organizations that molded us during childhood, such as churches and schools. Because we absorbed those beliefs through osmosis rather than through well-considered personal choice, it's proper to think of what we assimilated as social programming. As adults, we have the ability to consider what we believe and feel. We can also discern whether those beliefs are serving our interests or not. Becoming aware or conscious of our beliefs is a necessary precursor to our having the ability to accept, modify, or reject those beliefs. It's quite possible to coast through the whole of one's life on autopilot, making decisions that are determined by the programming that we've absorbed. Many people seem to be content to live that way. However, Personal growth requires that we lead our life in a more thoughtful and personally aligned way. I refer to that process as conscious rejoicing, rhymed with rejoicing because of the greater personal happiness that it can promote. Realizing our potential for relationship requires us to consciously adopt an attitude of sex positivity toward ourselves and toward others. The reward that we can receive for exerting the required effort is to bring more meaning and satisfaction into our lives. As we've observed, it can be quite challenging to be sex-positive. Fortunately, we need not do this on our own. There are various groups that make it their mission to promote sex positivity by nurturing a supportive community and by hosting educational and social events. In the Portland, Oregon area, for example, the Sex Positive Portland Organization and the Empowered Pleasure Meetup both advocate for sex positivity along with numerous other groups with a related focus such as on polyamory. I encourage Two Open Doors readers and listeners to avail themselves of these valuable resources. You may find your life changed much for the better as a result. To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors private Facebook group, the Two Open Doors meetup group, and the Two Open Doors website and blog at twoopendoors.com. I also invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll use your inputs to guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors.